Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I am so excited. Today we have with us Jade Simmons, the CEO of Jade Media Global and the author of a new book, uh, Purpose the Remix. This is a conversation you do not want to miss, so stick around. This is going to be great. Jade, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you. Hi, Devin. Thank you for having me. Well, the, the pleasure is all ours. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I'm excited to learn about your book. Tell me about uh, Purpose the Remix. I I think this comes from an idea that is maybe a decade old. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the first time I kind of uttered a certain set of words uh, and noted the reaction was about eight years ago when I said that your purpose is not the thing you do, but it's the thing that happens in others when you do what you do. And I'll tell you, it was like atomic bombs went off everywhere and uh, no exaggeration. People would literally start, uh, people have quit their jobs after they've heard that. They've uh, started missions or started businesses. And eight years later, I thought, you know what? People are moving pretty drastically. I probably should write a book and fill this concept out a bit. <laughs> Well, that, that is uh, a, a wonderful, brilliant thing, and uh, I'm excited to learn more. Tell us a little bit about, you know, as you go deeper into this whole idea of uh, purpose and, yeah. and, and, and the impact you have on others, tell us a little bit about some of the concepts you develop in the book. Yeah, well, you know, I believe that purpose is our greatest superpower. And one of the things that I've been lamenting for quite a few years now is that I believe we've sort of given the idea of big purpose or meaningful purpose or important purpose over to the, you know, the superheroes. So we sort of begin to see ourselves as the extras, I like to say, uh, you know, in the big guys feature film. And I know it can be hard sometimes to see these historical figures, you know, like a a Nelson Mandela or a Mother Teresa and think, well, if I'm not doing that kind of work, then whatever else I'm doing is smaller. And so this idea of recapturing what purpose really is, which it is, it is that outbreak effect that we have on the people around us just so happens that when we show up as our fullest selves, really embracing our identity, uh, really uncovering what that outbreak effect is, just by showing up, sometimes we can affect change in really powerful ways. So the goal of the book was first to help us believe that we have purpose, we are purpose, uh, and that there is no, <coughs> excuse me, larger purpose or more an important purpose, but that the most important thing we can do is figure out, really look back and see what the effect is we've always been having, and then decide into the future to be more intentional about delivering that effect on purpose. And then finally, I say in the book, we've got to learn to protect that purpose once we uncover it, because it is designed not only to fuel us, but I believe it's also designed to unleash others. And so operating in purpose has a really dual importance. And I believe that uncovering it will unleash many of the solutions that we still find ourselves looking for in this world. That, that is really uh, profoundly important, and, and uh, I'm excited to read the book. I really am. This is going to be great. Uh, Thank you. A lot of your work revolves around the production of your presentations, your speeches, your performances. And part of that, uh, I, I want to just highlight this, 
is that you are a magnificent pianist. <laughs> and thank you. Really impressive. Here you're playing Rachmaninoff. Yes. Uh, which, like, only the best pianists in the world can do that. Right? <laughs> He's a tricky one for sure. For sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the show that yeah. is Jade Simmons. I think what's maybe most remarkable here is not just that I'm playing Rachmaninoff, but that I'm playing this at a corporate event. This isn't the normal classical music setting. And I'm not just playing Rachmaninoff to be impressive. He is an impressive composer, but I'm using it to drive home a couple of different points. I would have just told the audience at this point that purpose is not your talent or your gift. It's not your job, your profession or your role, but rather this thing that I'm doing here is just one of the vehicles for purpose. My purpose is to unleash audiences into being bigger and bolder than they were before we met. And music helps me do that partly, but I'm no longer locked behind those 88 keys because I understood now that I didn't understand back then that my purpose is not simply to play the piano, but I use the piano as a vehicle uh, to inspire and unleash audiences. Well, you're magnificent. Uh, you. I took piano lessons for six years and <laughs> never really, never really figured out uh, how to play the piano. Uh, sure. I, I actually, as a young adult, I came back to it. Oh, nice. I, I hired, I hired a really cute young girl. It helps. Uh, who's just <laughs> my age to be my piano teacher. I thought this, this will be the secret. I will work hard to impress her. I love it. It did not work. That's all right. That's <laughs> Playing all right. the piano is not my skill. So um, as you have developed your your practice, your stage presence, uh, and all that you do, um, it, it seems to me that helping people with their purpose, you've talked about this, it's central. It's yeah. central. How did you discover your purpose? Well, you know, I think I was doing what most people do, and especially in American society, one of the first questions our parents ask us when we can start talking is, what is it that you want to be? What do you want to do when you grow up? And when you think about it as kids, we don't really have any context to answer that question. So we can only answer it by what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've maybe dreamed about or imagined. But there's not necessarily a direct connection to what we're called to do and what we're naturally going to be able to do very powerfully. So I latched in, like most music students, to the piano was my purpose. And I was going to go to all the best schools and all the best camps. And I did all of those things. And my early career uh, was just as I imagined playing with uh, orchestra and in recitals and solo concerts. I refused to teach piano, Devin. I never wanted to teach. And I, I said <laughs> I would never do it. And I, and I never have, except today when I do teach, it's not in the traditional sense. I teach from a stage a piano is a big part of, you know, of the way that I'm driving my points home. Uh, and but to be honest, I was playing concerts exactly as I'd planned. Uh, but what I didn't plan for <laughs> was an unexpected bout of difficulty in the early part of my career, which included memory slips um, and stage fright, which I'd never had. I've been playing since I was a little girl. And I always tell uh, the, the people who are watching, pay attention to those moments of inexplicable trial and tribulation. You know, you know, you're prepared, you know, you're ready for the moment, but things just aren't going right. 
in that moment, Devin, I found an opportunity. Um, what I thought was simply catching my breath, but I started telling stories in between the music to give myself a bit of a breather. Long story, very short. Those stories took a life, um, took on a life of their own. I began getting getting bookings to perform and speak because a lot of young musicians at the time weren't doing that. Heck, many established musicians weren't speaking to the audience. So that differentiated me. I didn't know that uh, speaking would be such a superpower for me. And then uh, that speaking turned into a career of its own. But I went from being a unicorn in the classical world as a musician who spoke to being a unicorn in the speaking world as a speaker who played. So a piano started to come with me everywhere that I went to speak. And I was using music in these unexpected ways, again, to talk about inspiration, uh, innovation, reinvention, change mastery, leadership, team building, uh, the way that my brain works, I was seeing all these different parallels. And so that moment of difficulty opened me up to a new possibility that I'm not sure I would have tried out on my audience um, if I hadn't been forced to in that moment. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, such a, a great example for us because we're all struggling with trying to find our purpose. I appreciate you sharing some of your experience. It helps guide us uh, in, in deploying that. As you went about then going from that point of defining your purpose, mm -hmm. executing on it. What are some of the things that you have done in your career to make that transition from, yeah. from vision to execution? I don't know if your viewers will like this answer, but I started <laughs> intentionally engaging in purpose-based risk-taking. So I didn't realize how much of a risk it was to start speaking in my concerts. There were a few established musicians who did lecture recitals, but not many artists who infused um, language and speech and inspiration throughout that experience. I then started getting really curious about what else the audience would allow me to do. And what I did was I started bringing other parts of myself into the concert experience. So I was taking a risk, right? Because other classical musicians weren't doing this. They were coming out, bowing, sitting down, playing the Mozart, bowing again, the audience would applaud and they'd go home and that experience was over. So what I was doing was breaking, you know, we say in the, in the, in the arts world, that kind of that uh, third, fourth wall really between me and the audience. Uh, so they weren't expecting me to engage this way. They were expecting me to engage with the instrument and then they could draw whatever they want from it. But for me to literally turn to the audience and begin to engage them intentionally was a game changer, but it was a risk. The other risk that I took was I began to go from classical to bringing in different genres. At first they were relatively connected, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of blues, all still considered pretty elite music. Uh, but the real, <laughs> the real game changer, Devin, was when I started infusing uh, or, or mixing elite music with street music. Hence that, you know, my book is called Purpose the Remix because so much of my musical career has been daring to remix classics uh, with more modern sounds. And so, you know, I went from being one of a lot of aspiring classical musicians to uh, getting the nickname of classical music's number one maverick. But it was a risk every time I infused something that we thought audiences weren't used to or weren't ready for. And I will say it's a purpose-based risk because as I started believing that my purpose was to help people unleash into a bigger version of themselves and a bolder version, I had to practice 
being bold in real time. So when you asked about how do you move forward once you uncover purpose, now you got to get intentional. I could find a pattern of bold behavior that I hadn't always been aware of. Now that we're aware of this outbreak effect or these unique differentiations, what does it look like to start offering that intentionally? So today my concerts go from classical all the way to rap with world-class storytelling in between and intentional inspiration. And it's been a huge differentiator, uh, no matter which industry I'm sitting in, whether we're talking about the business world, the speaking world, the music world, the ministry world, and, and even in the world uh, of writing books, the way that I write is looking to be experiential. It blends a lot of different genres of writing as well. That's uh, really, I think, helpful for us to see mm -hmm a little bit of that uh, iterative process That's it for, for leaning into your purpose and executing on that. I really appreciate you sharing that. Well, listen, everyone, we're here today with Jade Simmons. She is uh, an author and the CEO of uh, Jade Media Global, uh, an amazing uh, concert pianist, speaker, author, uh, human being. And uh, when we come back after this one minute of messages, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to have, an opportunity to um, talk to her about her superpower. So stick around. You don't want to miss this. Need money for your small business or startup? Learn how to raise capital on your own terms. Renowned attorney Jenny Casson will teach you how to fund your business without selling your soul. She'll share secrets learned over decades of fundraising. November 15th at 1 Eastern. Register today for free at thesupercrowd.com. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Join us at Supercrowd Baltimore to connect with community-focused business leaders and investors working to support diverse founders, social entrepreneurs, and community builders. Learn how to raise money from the crowd and how to invest like a pro. November 30th at the B&O Rail Museum. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're uh, here today with uh, Jade Simmons. And uh, Jade is uh, an author and the CEO of uh, the uh, Jade Media Global. Uh, and we're going to be talking to Jade now about her superpower. Uh, Jade, you've done a lot. I mean, just... Just being an extraordinary pianist is a, an incredible accomplishment, but leaning, doing so much more, author, CEO, uh, media productions, all that you're doing, all that you're doing, uh, what do you see as your superpower that underlies and enables all of that? Oops. Oh, sorry. I had you muted there. Sorry, there we please go. forgive me. Go ahead. No worries. Fire away. I was saying that I was, you know, I've talked earlier about really understanding that my purpose is to activate people into being bigger and bolder versions of themselves. And as we were talking offline a bit, I wanted to think about where the root of that came in. And I don't think I've spoken about this anywhere else. But if I look back kind of from childhood, even I've always had an aversion uh, to limitations being placed on me. Now I've had an abundance of riches. My, my parents are still living and the way that they've raised my sister and I is we really do believe we can do anything. Like we took it literally when they told us that. And so there's something that happens uh, that's a pet peeve of mine when I see people speaking in a way 
that decreases who they are, who they're becoming and who they're capable of being. So even as a coach, as a minister, as an inspirational speaker, most of my themes will be asking people to look deeper at what's actually possible. And if that can involve, uh, you know, I believe that my my biggest superpower is that I see big people. <laughs> I see people about 10 to 100 times larger than they see themselves. And I believe that I have a special ability to help them see that for themselves and finally, finally leap and do the big thing that they feel called to do. That That is such a profoundly important superpower. I, I think a lot of people, uh, including maybe especially the people that are most purpose-oriented, mm-hmm. devoting more of their lives to helping other people, are often uh, struggling with issues of self-esteem, right? Yeah. And and we play small instead of big. Yeah. Uh, and and I know I struggle with it. I think a lot of people in this community do. Uh, so as you think about that superpower, uh, can you think about maybe a specific challenging circumstance you experienced where seeing yourself as your huge potential helped you to overcome the challenge? Can you think of maybe an example to help us illustrate this? Yeah, I'll tell you a, a pretty good one. Uh, in 2020, I probably have uh, did the wildest thing I've ever done. Um, if you're looking from the outside, which is that I actually ran for president of the United States uh, to make it worse as an independent candidate. I didn't uh, join up with either party. I'd been courted by both parties in the past uh, for political opportunities, but for you know reasons that we don't have time to get into, I felt led to do that in 2020. And the biggest challenge was not in bolstering my own belief uh, that I had vision to offer and capability to offer. It was suddenly having to translate the fact that I'd never been in the world of politics to this world of leadership. Suddenly I was in a position to have to prove myself where even the unicorn status that had established me in other industries was presenting as a detriment in this one. And so I remember, you know, constantly having to remind myself of why I was doing it, what the vision was behind it. And I had to constantly reassess what winning would mean. And I think the challenge of that is, you know, when we dare to put ourselves out there when we take those big risks to offer ourselves up for the leadership that we crave, we're putting ourselves in the spotlight and you can definitely face fraud factor and you can start to discount all the things, all the value of the things that you've done before that point. So I was constantly having to remind myself of why I was qualified to lead. Uh, and, And I think when you're in leadership, you don't think you're going to have to prove that again. And I had to prove it on a very major level. And I think maybe the most rewarding thing was to find out that when you were listening to people and they were telling you what they wanted in in their leaders, if you listen carefully, you could hear yourself in their answer. And that was the most wonderful validation uh, possible. So my advice would be, uh, you know, when you're when you're finally putting yourself out there, remember why you're doing it and why the life you have led up to this point qualifies you for the brave move that you're making. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> now, I, I, I congratulate you for running for president. That yep. make me feel 
uh, inadequate. <laughs> I ran for Congress in 2020 oh, while wow. you were running for president. So there we go. I, I admire that ambition. Uh, well, listen, uh, you kind of stepped into this pool just a little bit as you were sharing that story. But yeah. give us some tips, if you could, now to help us see ourselves as our full potential instead of yeah. as our limited human beings that we impersonate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said earlier how many people are struggling to find purpose. I wrote the book purpose, the remix, because I don't believe purpose was designed to be a struggle. I do believe it gets to be an exciting investigation. And the first thing you want to do is look backwards to how you've always been behaving. Talk to people who know and love you. Ask them, what is it they've come to expect from you in conversation? Why is it they bring their troubles to you? What kind of answer are they expecting you to give? And even ask people, what happens when you enter the room? I pray that these are <laughs> good answers that you're getting. But what you'll start to hear is a theme. Um, I've been blown away by people who see themselves as quiet or unassuming, and they'll find out that you know, the people who know and love them think of them as brave or bold. And when you start to hear these recurring answers, uh, then you get to do the work of deciding what would it look like to embrace this thing I've discovered on purpose. That would be tip number two. Once you've uncovered that you've been having an effect, let's decide now to have it on purpose. And then thirdly, I should warn you, when you start uncovering purpose, you'll know because suddenly you'll get brave enough to try some things you've been thinking about. And suddenly nobody will want you to come out of the box that you've been in. That's that's perfect confirmation to know that you're on to something. And so that third tip will be to press through that. Do not, once you start uncovering purpose, it does cause you to glow. Try now to begin to say yes to everything that has purpose in it and no to things that only have obligation or responsibility or competency in it. We, we get familiar and we say, I can do this. I've always done it. I'm obligated to do it. The purpose says, what are you designed to do? What do you have yet to do? And how is it going to change your corner of the world? Do those things. Well, that's, that's profound insight. I really appreciate you sharing that. Of course. Um, I think, you know, everyone in our audience wants to do that, right? Everyone wants to have more impact and those tips are really really helpful. I appreciate you sharing. Thank you. Um, as we wrap up now, I wonder if you would take a minute or two and tell people uh, how to find your book, uh, how to learn more about your shows, your performances, your consulting, your yeah. everything. Give us kind of a quick rundown and make sure that people get enough that they know how uh, to engage you. Okay. Of course. Thank you for the opportunity. The best place to find all things uh, Jade Simmons experience, the book as well as at jadesimmons.com. You'll find all my social media handles there. But those of you who love Instagram, I love to hang out there as well at official Jade Simmons. But jadesimmons.com will give you everything you need. Uh, there's also purposetheremix.com that helps you start the exercise of uncovering purpose for yourself so that you can be about the business of walking it out. I'd love to connect with you there. Uh, and we have so many resources and goodies for you to get you excited about this new discovery. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, Jade, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We want to wish you every success in the great work that you're doing. Uh, we we really want to see your, your your book fly off the shelves. We want to see. I want to see your show. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone does. So uh, uh, we wish you well. 
Thank you for having me, Devin. I appreciate it. All righty. Let's do some good.